last time on Drag This week in TCGs, I was, I've taken a couple of months off. I've been uh, focused on getting my top 100 TCGs, uh, trading card games, living card games, dueling trading card games of all time done. Finally got that wrapped up not long ago. Everybody's really sleeping on this series. I need to see some of these getting past 100 views. So go do me a favor, check that out. Um, yeah, so I'm trying to think of how I'm going to really continue on with the podcast. Might not, might just do it when I feel like it, but kind of a lot to be uh, doing it every two weeks. And if anybody feels like being a co-host, let me know. Try to work something out. But anyway, this is episode number 25 this week in TCGs. Let's get into it. Alright, so starting out, uh, like you know, we're coming into, this is February 2nd, we, uh, all the companies were trying to, uh, consolidate and everything, and make their end of years look good, so there's been nothing but layoffs in the gaming world, um, Hasbro, as of yesterday, no, um, at the end of the year, Hasbro was, they eliminated 1,100 workers going into 2024, um, so, uh, those affected as per list assembled by comicbooks.com, Christian Hoffer include Mike Merle's Magic the Gathering director and former Dungeons and Dragons creative director, Amy Dallin. A lot of people getting let go. And then the latest is that there's been a lot of, um, a lot of rumors about about Hasbro trying to sell off Dungeons and Dragons, which would be crazy. And then people are saying things like, why would they sell their most important IP? Because like, you know, get in there, I mean, get rid of it while it's still on top. So um, they've had a lot of, I guess they had a lot of bad publicity with last year's um, OGL and everything. But uh, but what this one says, as of yesterday, February 1st, Wizards of the Coast and Hasbro Division behind Tabletop Game uh, D&D is denying rumors sparked by a Chinese news report that a struggling Hasbro could be selling its Dungeons & Dragons franchise to Chinese video game company Tencent. Okay, uh, so multiple gaming outlets on Wednesday highlighted a report from Chinese news site Speed Daily translated on Pan Daily that cited unnamed sources claiming Hasbro's financial problems were driving the company to consider selling the popular brand. According to the report, Tencent, the Chinese video game giant that also owns uh, social media platform WeChat, was in early stage negotiations to perform to purchase a series of rights that would include. Um, adaptation rights for video games based on brands like Dungeons and Dragons through precise scope of potential though though the precise scope of potential IP sale was not immediately clear yeah so right now just rumors but kind of like with the MetaZoo rumors and everything the writing may be on the wall but then again like you know it's such Still such a high commodity, pretty much like at least 90% of the RPG market. So they really don't want to lose that, I know. Alright, so Tencent's 
another one of 10 cents ips the league of legends developer riot games announces 300 and 530 layoffs of staff that was a mere that was a mere week ago so league of legends multiplayer battle game is joining other tech companies that have been trimming their payrolls with the layoff of of 11 percent of its entire staff um, in a lengthy statement to staff issued late Monday, CEO Dylan Jadeda and Chief Product Officer and Co-Founder at Riot Games, Mark Merrill, said that the move was meant to create focus and move us toward a sustainable future. He said 530 jobs were being, were being eliminated according, I mean, accounting for about 11% of the headcount at the company. Yeah, so, and then Riot... Riot that affects the game, uh, the Legends of Rune Terra, the uh, League of Legends TCG. I actually just happened to boot that up like a few weeks ago, and then I noticed that um, first of all, I noticed that my deck had rotated. I haven't logged in in like a year, but then when I tried to get into like a casual game, they didn't even they didn't even offer the mode at the time. And they said that that option would be opening up in like by February, but that was in like December when I logged in, so that was kind of crazy. Maybe January, but still like a long time off. But uh, the state of the game as of yesterday, February first, was they said the question is is Legends of Runeterra dying? They say no, it's not dying. We're making some changes alongside the larger structural changes at Riot. The intent is to focus on a better path forward for the business, the core of which will be the path of champions moving forward. And keep this amazing game going with the smaller, more more focused team while we do that. So like um, they got rid of the Riot Forge, the indie branch, even though the indie games were popular, they weren't very profitable. So they pretty much axed their indie department. And then there were also some other kind of big, big things that were downshifted or canceled projects. Okay, so you shifted into PVE, then refocused on PVP. And now you're shifting to PVE again. How did that happen? All of the announcements were in the honest word, the honest truth at the time. But the reality is we were adjusting for a changing landscape with the gaming industry during each pivot. Uh, what is the last set coming out? This upcoming set will be the last card set we release in which, in the way players are familiar with. Oh, man. So they're really kind of trying to really get rid of that competitive. Last I read, they were going to come out with six new heroes, but... I mean, but let's continue reading. Um, after this, the team's going to take some time to figure out how things might look in the future, and we'll keep you posted. Uh, what's happening with the competitive? Will there be no more tournaments? For now, competitive PvP will be put into hibernation. This includes gauntlets, including the gauntlet rewards track, ranked season, rewards, icons, prismatics, etc. Tournaments such as the Runeterra Open System, Worlds, and Esports holistically. However, we will keep casual standard, eternal, and versus AI open indefinitely. At least you got something on on competitive. Uh, will we have world championships in 2024? Unfortunately, no. So yeah, they're really trimming the le the Legends of Runeterra. So check that article out on PlayRuneterra.com. All right, and yet another company, Blizzard. They also took some losses. Uh, in a statement with IGN, Activision Blizzard confirmed the layoffs, which, 
I mean, without specifying the number of staff affected. But later on, it goes on to say um, on January 25th, Reuters said that Microsoft Blizzard, they let go of 1,900. Like, Microsoft let go of a lot of people, 1,900 at Blizzard. So, naturally, that's going to affect um, Hearthstone adversely. All right. Uh, and then, with more closings, I know you probably heard, naturally, that MetaZoo went out of business. But is that actually the case but um a lot of this is attributed to the new leadership in 2023 under andy why multiple artists left metazoo so like it started off like last month with artists leaving they went to the game nom noms in this other game but uh the reasons for that were pretty much uh sanrio the company that does the hello kitty and everything and and, and uh katamari or whatever it's called they would like MetaZoo would say artists could only work with MetaZoo. Then on top of that, Sanrio would not even take a lot of the artists' art because they would like, they wouldn't accept it. So then where does that leave the artists? And then like a lot of artists had to leave after that. And then they say this guy Andy was a jerk. And then a lot of people didn't complain about Mike Waddell, but things like that. Check out uh, Nick's Strength in Pokemon for more on that story. And uh, uh, and here goes this Nom Nom game that many of the artists from MetaZoo went to. And then they also made another side project too. But uh, Nom Nom Verse got that good watercolor uh, MetaZoo art. Like this elemental dragon where every head is a different element. Electric, fire, water. Cool concept. Alright, yeah. So Nom Nom Verse, that might be a popping new thing. And then here goes Argos playing the simulator, the uh, the online simulator that they were coming out with. So Argos was excited about this thing. And then they would have had like a um, less complicated tech tree of weakness and resistance. Because MetaZoo's whole thing was kind of way too complicated for what it should have been it seems like to me. But yeah, um, the app looked really cool though. Would like to check that out. I'm sure it's still up, but. All right, and then, speaking of Argos, let's see. Man, I should've put this thing on the right time mark, but let's see what he's talking about. Um, Even Argos was starting to sound negative here recently. And then three days ago, he says, MetaZoo is now dead for the 50th time. He was still trying to hold on to hope, but he was still sounding negative though. Let's hear him. Now, let's think, go to Tremantix. And I think we got like 150 people in there. Right? We got 201. <laughs> so go to Tremantix channel and see what we talked about. I'm going to link it in the comments of this video. And uh, even if he's not live anymore, you can go and see what I'm talking about. But fall apart. And then here we are waiting. Or I don't know if they can do something with the cryptid IP or if it just disappears. I guess we'll see. Metazoo fans, we love the zoo, man. We love the cryptids. We love the products. We've had a really crazy couple of years. But like, there's been a lot of shady business tactics by Metazoo. Like, all the pre orders that were sold that weren't delivered and then shifting the pre order. Even Argos is negative. Um, Argos, he was all the time like trying to hold on to everything, but now he's even selling his stock. I heard tell like he was Mike's cousin or something, but I could be making that up. Dates for months and months and months and months. And it, I, don't, like, I'm, I don't know for sure, but it seems like they were just like lying to people with no intent to fulfill it. Don't you think? That's what it felt like for me. I think I think they just were telling everyone it was coming. And it was coming and it was coming. Next month, next month, soon, soon, soon. But then they never did it. They just delayed and delayed and delayed and they pulled the rug out. So 
Yeah, it seems like everybody, the retail partners, big box, probably corporations, does Metazoo owe, who do they owe money? The, the printer? Yeah, but Argos, he started out one of these videos talking about, like, they left a message on the Discord or something, but then they erased it. So it's like, maybe the company hasn't folded. But still, they're still up in the air. Let's uh, let's take it back to Nick's strength in Pokemon. Let's see what he says. Discord, but they were DMing. And he asked Mike about the Bandai deal. And I thought Mike's answer was interesting. So I'm going to read you that answer. Yeah, so right now, uh, the word is... The word is that Bandai is trying to buy MetaZoo. But that's still unsubstantiated rumors, though. Discord, but they were DMing. And he asked Mike about the Bandai deal. And I thought Mike's answer was interesting. So I'm going to read you that answer. And I want you to notice as I read it that he doesn't say no to that question. But he says no to another question. So take a look at this. So the question asked was, so inside sources me are telling me the board is pushing you out of the game. And, and this is the latest news. This is like five hours ago. Pending sale with Bandai. How true might that be? And he says, no, not true. It's an advisory board, not a governance one. Board and I are on great terms and just navigating a difficult situation. So that first part of his answer, the no, is to him getting pushed out. The second part, though, is he says companies have said that they want to... Mike of Metazoo, the uh, creator, he says he wasn't pushed out of the... There's like two things you can get pushed out of, like the some kind of board and some other kind of board. He's saying that he wasn't pushed out of one of them. By part of Metazoo, and it would be cool if Bandai is one of them. If they had proper infrastructure and resources to build out an IP, that would be super helpful. And then Dr. Card says, Mike, this all sounds to me so much. I'm so torn. I want to be a part of whatever the future of Zoo has to bring. And you and I know my brand and what I bring to the table is nothing but healthy for the Metazoo. Um, and then he says... Yeah, so basically everything's still rumors right now, so... The company hasn't officially, officially been closed for business, but we'll see as the days go on. All right, and then, so another huge deal is uh, One Piece has been confirmed that they're going to start reprinting old sets. I think they're going to start with set one, but nothing is really official yet, but it's going to get reprinted though. So they have said they're going to be reprinting previous booster sets for the One Piece card game, which will invariably sink the prices. And people like Rudy, they say, Bandai can't help but to mess up all their card games because that's what they've always done. I think that Naruto game did very well and it's still still very expensive to get, but that was before my time. But, uh, but if you're Bandai, you're gonna go for the most valuable sets first. By valuable, I don't mean money. If I were working for Bandai, I would be trying to reprint all of the sets because you know what, they're all good. They're all popular, they're all sought after. So we've only got five in English so far, so reprinting them all, crazy stuff. All right, and then next booster set that we're gonna get for the One Piece card game is gonna be 500 years in the future that's gonna drop in June, 2024. The new booster set will feature characters from the Egghead arc. The Egghead arc is also called the Future Island arc because it takes place on the island of Egghead where Dr. Vegapunk conducts forbidden research in the Void Century. There, the Strawhead Pirates get involved in international assassination uh, plotline. The, the new set will feature six leader cards, 45 commons, 30 uncommons, 26 rares, 10 super rares, 2 secret rares, 6 special cards, a treasure rare, and a Don card. Will the Don be, I mean, anything special with the power on it? Maybe on the six set, maybe. And then after that, there's a new other one that will release on September 13th. A new booster set after that. The new booster set features Dr. Korea and Dr. Hiri Luke from the Drum Kingdom arc, as well as Carrot and Wander from the Zoo arc. 
It also changes up the Pirate Crew's card color schemes a little with the blue White Beard Pirates. White Beard Pirates were purple. I think so. Uh, no, no, no. I forget. Purple Big Mom Pirates and Black Animal Kingdom Pirates. Now, Animal Kingdom was red, right? I forget. There will also be a red, black Tony Tony Chopper and a red, blue Marco. Some characters also become leader cards, like the new Purple Black King. Purple Black King. What does black do? I forget what black does. Smoker, I forget. Oh, One Piece TCG, two legends will also strengthen a variety of deck strategies and open up new ones. Bandai will also release five years into the future, OP7, another new booster set, and a little earlier than that one. Alright, and then let's take it to more guy. Card Game Emporium to hear about DC Dual Force. Six. Four and five, so they, they have been. They have some many. Uh, they've been working way ahead, and unfortunately, we'll never even see set two. I kind of see why uh, the publisher are a little bit different, a little bit unexpected, big time, and you know, it's kind of a bummer. I really, really enjoyed this game. Unfortunately, Duel, DC Dual Force is shutting down. Uh, it will be playable until f the end of February of next year. Uh, so it's about a month, a little over, you know, quite about two. I really like this game. I should have played it more, but time, time. Time is always a thing. Months left, and then it'll shut down permanently. I guess it didn't meet expectations, but then as we learning, we're learning on Discord today, it looks like a little bit more behind the scenes than we realize. It kind of makes sense, guys. It kind of makes sense. Not that they failed. The core of the game is amazing. It's awesome. They had a lot of client issues. You could tell that it was rushed to the market. Now we kind of see yeah. why uh, the publisher or stuff like that, um, I guess it's some financial straits and had way huger expectations than I should say unrealistic expectations would probably made it worse. But man, 2023 has been kind of bad for gaming in general, though. Think about it. So there's been multiple uh, other games, too, that just kicked the bucket quite fast. Uh, the Walking Dead Betrayal, to name one of them. Three months, bam, shut down. Uh, we all know about that zombie game that literally, uh, what, three days after? Yeah, like that was like Last of Us or something. That when nobody talks about that anymore because now it's all about Pal World. But the funny thing is, Pal World might even be getting shut down by Nintendo any day now. But we'll see. RP Dual Force, you were a very cool game. Give Card Game Emporium a sub if you have not. He does great TCG content. All right, moving along to uh, Magic's Clue Set has been. Um, updated and it's been uh, delayed the first update on the project which was renamed going from Ravnica Cluedo edition to Ravnica Clue edition uh, this was most likely to avoid clue brand confusion because there's already because there's already like a Cluedo thing but a uh, Watsi also unveiled some of the rules to the magic clue variant game found in this box the game is essentially a reimagined version of jumpstart with clue game elements added Players shuffle two packs together and engage in a multiplayer game of Magic where each player has 30 life. The clue portion of the program manifests as an alternate win con where players make guesses after they deal combat damage to an opponent. At evidence, cards sealed away in a case file envelope to determine who murdered Guildmaster Body. Like it says, Colonel Mustard. The evidence cards included in the game box are also playable commander cards. Uh, the list price for this product is $70 on Amazon. And additionally, Watsi also revealed that the murders at Karlov Manor bundles have been delayed. These products will have a limited availability at 
some retail locations and pre-release events will take place on February 2nd. So, I guess Murders at Karlov is just about to hit tomorrow. I don't know if they did the pre-release. No, I guess pre-release is today. Wish I could do a pre-release, but I can't get out like that nowadays. Alright, but yeah, um, man, I've thought of those, um, that sounds cool, like a clue with, clue with magic, I'd be... I'd be very interested in playing it. But, uh, okay, so Universes, they got the Vox Machina, the uh, the Critical Role uh, decks. Uh, so, 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 uh, so, UVS Games reveal new details about the Critical Role Challenger series for Universes CCG, which will release into retail on March 21st, 2024. This product line was first introduced as part of UVS Games' 2024 product lineup reveal. The Critical Role Challenger series includes two 60-card pre-con decks that allow players to use one of four characters from the Box Machina in Mighty Nine campaigns in Universes uh, CCG. They can play either as Vexodyne, Vexahalia, Jester, or not. These decks also each come with a collector booster pack that has six exclusive cards with alternative art and parallel foil treatments. And man, it didn't say that there's going to be a whole booster set, but it says that they have collector's booster packs and two starter decks. I don't know if they have a whole booster set around this, but that's interesting. Bringing the RPG really to the TCG. I like it. Alright, and then let's hear from that boy Different Fight about a new type of of um of riding and striding in a new type of crest in the Vanguard game. Check out the new stuff. Energy generator. Alright, so so a crest can you can have one crest in a ride deck. So this has auto in the ride deck. When you ride, you put this into the crest zone, and if you win second, you energy charge three. And then it says continuous, you can have up to ten energy. And then auto at the beginning of your ride base, energy charge three. And then So like you'll have the thing in the ride deck. I think you put it between the one and the two. And then once ever that comes out then you have like a secondary resource like magic's energy so like instead of counter blasting and soul blasting you've also got energy now it says act once return energy blast seven to draw one it is me yeah like it's a divine skill crest i think so like there's different crests in the game to give you different skills it's speed duel it is speed duel it's speed world we talked about it before the stream actually you go five d's it's actually real i like this i like this a lot so the player going second gets to kind of draw an extra card earlier so this is a new card type it's a ride deck crest it's not a regular it's not a regular crest the ride deck crest so basically this is the new system edition the new gimmick of divines so basically much like how we've had counter blast and soul blast this is just a new type of blasting every deck has access to this yep so basically the way it reads is that at the beginning of your ride phase you you uh energy charge three right so in your ride deck it says when you ride you put this in the crest zone so that means that it only works from turn two onwards right does it not work turn one because it does in ride deck when you ride over it you put it the crest zone, right? So it's not active until you ride. Yeah, but you can have 10 max energy, so you're going up three every time. So I guess on turn five, you'll be on nine unless you use some of it. And when you're on grade zero, you and then this is what it's saying like it looks like One Piece TCG or like any Bandai TCG. Like, you know, you spend that much, then you get this effect or whatever. Three energy that looks like the energy symbol right there. Three, spend three, 
spend seven energy like if you want to save it up and pop off something crazy. You don't ride. And by the time you get the grade one from grade zero, it's past the start of your right phase, so you don't get the energy charge three, right? All right, so let's take a look at the card that uses it. Oh, we got a little, we got a little dude. Right, light, elemental, popola. Popola. Very good name. All right, so this says, we'll probably get like a personal standard. Is this just done? My energy charge three. You can only have up to ten energy, so it will be at ten. Oh, very important. After I get the energy generator crest, can I get other crests? Yes, you can. And then the third question is, when I count for the energies, can I use dice or other kinds of uh, or other kinds of you know ways to show it? No, you cannot. Boo. Boorms. All right, this sounds very interesting, Vanguard. I haven't played Vanguard in so long, but that sounds fun. Energy, like magic energy, but that was too OP. But but they're bringing it back in the Fallout set now. I hear. All right, so uh, and then Bushy Road announces Shadowverse. The fifth set is coming. Yeah, so that'll be dropping on June twenty first, twenty twenty four. The next Shadowverse set will feature cards from the following classes: Forestcraft, Sword, Rune, Dragon, Abyss, Haven, Craft, and Neutral. It contains one hundred seventeen cards plus special foils, and each pack will contain a gold card or better. The rarity scheme breaks down as follows: forty bronze, twenty eight silver, twenty eight gold, twenty one legendary packs will have eight cards each, and boxes come with sixteen packs. Pre-order start February fifteenth. All right, and speaking of Shadowverse, there's a whole new thing in Shadowverse. It's called Shadowverse Next. The title of the new Shadowverse game is Shadowverse Worlds Beyond. It's a free-to-play online digital card game that will be available for our iOS, Android, and PC. They'll be a, they'll be dropping info on the distribution platform on PC as soon as possible. In addition to Japanese, it will also be supported in multiple languages from Asia, Europe, and North America. Scheduled to be released worldwide summer of 2024. Okay, in Shadowverse's, I mean, in, in Shadowverse Worlds Beyond, basic rules such as deck building and card types will remain the same, while new features will be added to make the card battles even more intense. New features for card battles, Super Evolution. Super Evolution will be available from the second player's sixth turn onward. Sixth turn onward. Up to two remaining EP Evolution points will turn into Super Evolution points. Up to two remaining evolution points will turn into super evolution points. Okay, so you don't want to... I guess that makes you not want to evolve too fast. Okay, so Shadowverse Worlds Beyond will be introducing a new mechanic called Super Evolution. Okay, so Super Evolve abilities. These abilities will trigger when the follower in question super evolves. They're powerful and have a lot of influence over the outcome of the battle. Also, if you super evolve into a follower that has both an evolve ability and a super evolve ability, both abilities will activate simultaneously. Crazy. So, making it more late game control to be more crazy. Um, engage, several new abilities and rules will be added to the battles and engage is one of them. Engage is a mechanic that works with amulets. Once an amulet has been used, and those are the artifacts in Magic, a player can press its engage button at any time on their turn to activate that amulet's ability. Okay, so even more stuff. Alright, then we got classes and decks. The same eight classes looks like. And the new Abyss Craft. Where's Abyss Craft, okay? 
Maybe that was something that's from the uh, the physical TCG that I'm just already used to. I don't know. All right, um, new characters. Um, here are two of the new main characters. Thigums. Uh, Drizon, Portal Craft, and Dude, Love Sign, Force Craft. They're, these two will be making their debut in the main story of Shadowverse Worlds alongside their new main characters. World feature. In Shadowverse Worlds Beyond, completely new features outside of the card battles will be will be implemented. One of them being the world feature. One thing I really didn't like about Shadowverse is like those menus were just like they had way too much going on. And maybe because I didn't play it too much, but it seemed like those menus were just too busy. But now you've got an open world, which might be even more busy when you think about it. But uh, this new feature will allow players to have various real real-time interactions in a virtual space connected with other players this will allow us a wider range of gaming experiences players will be able to move around freely in game using their own custom-made avatars so kind of like a me world or whatever a uh, hub world players will appear in a 3d space and will be able to move around freely in game using their own custom-made avatars there are a wide variety of customizable avatars and sets will be made available which will allow players to dress up with the costumes and hair styles of popular characters. Players will be inter players can interact and battle with each other, participate in events, and enjoy a variety of other content. Aside from card battles, other features are also planned. Looks like fishing, mahjong, wizarding schooling, tournament events, all type of stuff. So. That looks interesting. Shadowverse, Worlds, Beyond. Interesting. Alright, and man, bad news for the creator of Kelp with the crazy million dollar Kickstarter. I played this game on TTS and uh, filmed it on the channel. Check that out. Great game, kind of like a Netrunner with an octopus and a shark. Okay, uh, board games have joined the ranks of items worthy of counterfeiting alongside... Um, things such as uh, sneakers, clothes, and computers, so much so that it even made headlines at NPR. Uh, uh, Wonderbow Games launched a very successful Kickstarter campaign for its undersea game Kelp Shark vs. Octopus, which raised over $1.5 However, since the game is scheduled to ship this October, the company's owners were very surprised to start receiving email complaints about the quality of the game components asking for replacement parts and even the game manual when the game's not even out yet a search on the internet found several sites already selling the game on amazon crazy amazon i'd have better restrictions than it ebay ebay too and other online platforms along with dozens of complaints about the quality of the, the components however it seems that wonder bowls continued complaints to amazon and other platforms selling the fake games did have did have the desired effect my quick search on Amazon and eBay this, pa this past weekend found no copies of the game for sale. I still find it strange that Calum defenders find making fake games worth the time and effort they put into them. And other games such as Machi Koro and Wingspan have also had problems with counterfeiting. Yeah, I mean, Wingspan is like the hottest game going right now. Uh, uh, um, from what I've heard, I mean, from what I've read, though... The fake kill games came with tokens printed on one side, a Lego shark figure, and a board printed on heavy paper, all of which were packed in a box susceptible to being crushed. Um, 
Um, images of the counterfeits were likely pulled from the Kickstarter campaign or tabletop simulator, as I gather. Neither had watermarked images. As a result, the widespread publicity this received, I expect we'll see more companies using Kickstarter to place watermarks on the images they post on their website. That's another unfortunate thing I don't look forward to. Um, with the explosion of kick of crowdfunded games um, in the past few years, the counterfeiters have moved on to higher ticket board games of which they can do a cheap print run, sell out of it, and move on to the next game before customers get the games, learn how shoddily made they were, and try to return them. Okay, so I guess the good thing is they're shoddy, so like, but they could... Yeah. But they could up the quality later. Um, yeah, so we're going to get more watermarks in the future. So that sucks for guys like me. Alright, uh, War of the Ring, the card game, has a new expansion. The Fire and Swords. Um, That's going to include new battlegrounds. As well as new factions. It also adds a new addition of a six-player to the game. And uh, Ares will now release this expansion in June 2024, where it's been previously scheduled for spring 2024. Need to get this to the table more, the base game. Um, and the Binding of Isaac's Four Souls, uh, second edition is coming. And, ba and uh, back in 2018, they raised $2,650,000 on their Kickstarter, about $69 per backer. Back in 2018 based on the popular video game the second edition will feature new backgrounds and their text has been updated for clarity i like that the game box comes with 350 cards 100 plastic pennies and a d6 dice a d8 and a rule book and expected for 45 bucks plays in 30 to 60 minutes two to four players and i got a play of that on my channel as well check out this key four celebration real sped up Keyforge had their first championships back in November. Yes, he's there. Yeah, they got the Grim Reminders, and we've received our Grim Reminders backings, at least I did. Opened up a few, well, I opened up my stuff, but still dropping those videos, be on the lookout for those. Alright, and then we also have an Ultraman card game coming in summer 2024. That looks cool, that looks a little wonky with the actual uh, screen grabs from the uh, actual movies and such. But yeah, Ultraman... What company is this? It doesn't look like it's going to be Bondi. 
But yeah, Ultraman card game coming in summer. And then be on the lookout for uh, Six Forms coming to Kickstarter pretty soon. I think it's coming either February or March. I think it's either February 15th or March 15th. I got a gameplay of this up just earlier this week. So cool game with the eight spots on the grid, four by four. 16 spots on the grid, four by four. But uh, yeah, I got some more content for Six Forms coming. Check them out. Chess style TCG. Then we also got Caloria. They're coming. Uh, their uh, their Kickstarter page is opening up February sixth, I believe. Cool tile laying game with the food chain, and you can also customize your deck of tiles. Very interesting game. Deck building meets area control in this wild two to four player game, and negotiate with or devour your friends and let the games begin. Great game, Caloria. I actually sat down with the designer and made my own uh, tile. So show these guys some love so I can actually be included in a final version of a game with my own card slash tile. That'll be very cool. All right, and then we got the Massive Verse fighting card game coming, powered by Pocket Paragon, Solis Game Studios. Uh, this will be live, I think, in March. So check them out. Bunch of Kickstarters. And yeah. And that's been this week in TCGs number 25. I didn't even do my thing. I kind of it's kind of been so long. I haven't done my thing. I think I might even have my thing right here. Yeah, so this is gonna be my number 25 right here, I believe. Number 25. Alright. But uh come on back. And it's getting too much to be able to do this too, but come back for my number 20. Six. Yeah, I'm not gonna say in two weeks, but at some point. Come on back now. You hear? 